everyone. Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hi, welcome back, you guys. And guess what? What? <laughs> we have a special guest on the show today. It's oh Haley. God, so... Hi, Haley. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and so... she has an adorable little doggy that's giving her yeah. kisses right now. Yes, she's oh. going crazy. Great. Oh, I love it. It's <laughs> melting my heart. So good. Um, um, so before I, we begin, oh, go, oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, you go. <laughs> it's always yeah. about me. So I wanted to give a little explanation. I was going to do a whole like Instagram story, but then I got really lazy and I just couldn't do it, you guys. So Katie and I had all the intentions to record last week. And don't blame it on Katie. It's totally me. <laughs> I had a fucking panic attack, anxiety attack, and I just had to deal with some shit. So I love you guys, but if that ever happens, I'll keep you, not that you have to know every detail of my life, but, you know, posted to explain that, like, we're not just taking a break because we're being lazy or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's uh, anxiety, right? Mental health. You gotta take care of that shit. So that's gotta take that. care of it. Yeah. You gotta take care of it. So don't blame Katie. It was me. I didn't record because <laughs> I came home and said and cried in the bathtub Aww, as one does when you have baby. a breakdown. Oh. Yeah, it was a mess. But, but we're back and we have we're a guest. We're back. And yeah. if it happens again, you'll know what's up. And we can maybe even do an episode on that because I'm all about it. But yeah. instead, today we're talking to the lovely Haley. I'm sipping on a beer, just got home from work, enjoying life. How are you, Haley? I'm great. I'm taking a little break from work as well, snuggling with my puppy and ready to dive into some deep shit. (laughs) Woo! We love dives. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We love dives. (laughs) Haley lives close to me, so it's like 1030 in the morning here or else. I mean, I guess we could be having a beer, but. (laughs) <laughs> I got my coffee. Five o'clock somewhere, right? Isn't that a yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did have I did have some tea earlier, so technically, like, I'm still on that like devil's brew. It's just Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all breaking the word of wisdom just in different ways. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Haley, we want to hear your story about how you grew up Mormon, and I guess just everything that happened from there on out and also I guess listeners will tell you in advance uh Haley got married in the temple so we also want to talk about temple marriage because obviously Sarah and I haven't done that (laughs) um no Mormon guy wanted to marry me how sad (laughs) I mean or kind of how lucky sometimes I mean I think it worked out in Haley's case but like really did yeah (laughs) for I feel like for yeah yeah. Um, okay, so before we were recording, Haley, you started to tell us something about your Mormon heritage. Yes. <laughs> okay, so my uh, so my family goes way, way, way back. We're actually related to Joseph Smith. So that was very deep. Yeah. Oh my God, was that something when you were Mormon? Were you like super proud of it? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I was like, we are so righteous. We are related to Joseph Smith. So we're probably going to get like 
I don't know, like a really cool bathroom in like celestial heaven. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was never something we really like sat down and were like, we probably get some cool God points, but yeah, it was you'd like get a, a really big bragging point. You'd get to hang out with J Dog in heaven because he's part of your family. Exactly. Like, and who wouldn't want to do that? But yeah, so we were related to him. And then um, through my dad's family, they actually were some of the original um, polygamists in Mexico. So, yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I, I totally have a story about that. Not a story. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your story. But I wonder no. if there's a connection. Because isn't it like basically, and this is me being really ignorant, but most of the people who are in Mexico who are Mormon in that little colony, they're, like, all related, uh, like, cousins and whatever. Okay, so I had a roommate at BYU who <laughs> was from there, and I went home with her once, like, for four days, and I saw it, and it was mind-blowing. What? Was like, yeah. why are there so many white people in this, like, Mormon yeah. colony in Mexico? It was yeah, no, so I, I like to call it, like, concentrated Utah. Um, oh, my God. But yeah, so we're we're from the colonies down in Mexico, um, and there's like there's like little family rivalries every so. It's like oh, you're from the third wife side, so oh, shit. yeah. So <laughs> basically, as Mormon as you can get, like, and I've got several family members who've been like general authorities and like oh my God temple presidents, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later because. Um, that actually does factor into my wedding. Oh, okay. Oh, no. yeah. oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like over here bouncing up and down. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do I feel like I need pop? I'm excited too. I've been, yeah, I'm excited too. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a little bit of my family history. Um, and then, so yeah, again, grew up super, super, super Mormon. Um, in my, I actually have my patriarchal blessing here in front of me. <laughs> um, yes. I can read a little bit about my husband's patriarchal mm. blessing if you guys are interested. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's see. Oh my All God, right. Whatever you're doing is much better. Like the mic is better. Are you closer to the phone? Yes. Oh, marvelous. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Okay. It was just no, a lot better. Great. We did that. <laughs> okay. So the. Part in my patriarchal blessing says, there will come a time when you will go to the temple and will receive those special blessings we call an endowment. Then you will be sealed to a choice young man. In a different sense of choice, he will be your choice and you will be his choice. So that's cool, but I'm a chronic overthinker. And so I was like, well, great. Does that mean I'm going to marry like a a dick? Because it's, you know, traditionally when you're talking about, like, a choice young man, you mean, like, oh, just, like, the cream of the crop, the best yes. human being. But then my patriarch was, like, in a different sense of choice, you'll pick him. And so. Oh, oh. my God. Okay, so I feel like Mormons do this all the time. They're, like, they take a word and then they say it doesn't actually mean the traditional sense of what it means. And yeah. then you're, like, well, then what the hell does it actually mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that when I was 13. And so from 13 to six, it was like six years of me just being eaten up with worry that I would marry this total jerk because it was a different sense of choice. (laughs) That's cool. Um, But yeah, so then fast forward through that, super Mormon all throughout high school, 
seminary was my favorite class. Oh my what? god, girl! Oh my god, Mormon. Oh yeah. So you were like the yes. molliest of the mollies. I was the molliest of the mollies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, god, can I ask you a question? Were you yes. the Mormon, like the Molly Mormon, who would wear like a a t-shirt and then like a tank top over it? See, I wouldn't even wear the tank top. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to say, I feel like if you're really more Molly Mormon, you wouldn't even buy the tank top because that's supporting, like, immodesty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh when God, I was, so when I was, like, 18, I got a little bit edgier, and so I would wear, like, a lace shirt and then a tank top underneath. Oh. But it was, like, I was still fully covered. You could just see a little bit of skin, but. Such a badass. That was about as you edgy as I got. Like, shorts were never, like, any amount above the knee and it also doesn't help like I'm under five feet tall so like nothing hits me the way it's supposed to but yeah modesty was like a big 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 deal to me wow did you um did you grow up in Utah no I've uh been in Mesa forever okay so you've okay yeah and there's a lot of Mormons around yeah area yeah okay hey in in like Mesa and Gilbert do they have the seminary where you can go during the day or do you have to go in the morning so I um the high school that I went to was also like it was it was founded by Mormons so it was just a part of our day yeah we didn't have to worry about early morning or anything like that oh my god yeah okay (laughs) yeah so I was just I was just absolutely steeped in Mormonism in every way possible and this whole time were you just like wondering who the hell your husband was gonna be like which yeah. choice <laughs> quote not choice boy was gonna be the one you married <laughs> yeah I was I was so worried because I was like I'm doing so much work like I'm so righteous like why am I gonna marry someone bad but obviously like I'll still love him so it was a whole situation, but I knew that we were going to get married in the temple because my patriarchal blessing said so, and why would I question it? <laughs> it's magic. It's like right? a, yeah. the crystal ball. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I graduated high school, and then I went off to college in, um, like, down in eastern Arizona. Yeah. And okay. that's also a pretty Mormon area. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was safe there. <laughs> Can I ask sorry, I'm gonna ask a question here too. Like yeah. in high school and in college, did you have any friends who weren't Mormon? I had a couple, but I made sure to keep my distance just because mm-hmm. they weren't the best influences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also like, so I was super Mormon, but I didn't feel super comfortable sharing the gospel. Cause I was like, if I'm going to be friends with a non-Mormon, I want it to be genuine. I don't want to have it be a missionary project. And that was something that I was ashamed of for so many years. I was like, why can't I just preach to them? They need to know, but Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Ew, gross. <laughs> well, yeah, but they like tell you that, that you're supposed to like, Exactly. And like save them, like, you know, quote unquote, save them. And if you don't do that, then you're like doing them a disservice. But also it's like awkward to just tell someone that they need to come to your church. So I get it. Like that guy, sorry, this is a side note, but that, I don't know if you saw our Instagram story, but that stupid guy who sent us a message being like, (laughs) 
So I I went to his profile because I was curious. I was like, what is this asshole about? And he just got home from his mission from living in Stockholm. And he's all about, like, missionary work. And it's like, how? why do you feel the need to do that, like, on someone's personal Instagram account, which... Like why I don't I just don't understand it. Like the like, missionary needs. It's crazy. Every member a missionary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you're gonna be like, oh yep, back to church. That uh, you convinced me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just so cool. So now just asking us to stop and I'm like, yeah, no, not gonna do that, pal. Anyways, oh sorry. I just thought of no. that when you were talking about missionary work and feeling guilty because I also felt the same way. I was always like Maybe I should say something, but but I feel so uncomfortable. And then I'd feel guilty and be like, oh, man, yeah. I'm be cursed for that. And this person's not going to be saved, and it's on me, and it's my fault. Exactly. Like, I can value this friendship, but God's not going to value them if they're not members. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was bad. It was a bad situation. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how was, like... At the college you went to, so it's obviously not, like, BYU, but I bet there were a lot of, like, Mormons there, so it wasn't, like, Mm -hmm. super party all the time. It wasn't like you were going to ASU. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I actually, so my apartment was also, like, right next to the Institute building, so I, like, if I wanted to party, I could go play pool with the RMs. Uh, and for those who didn't grow up Mormon, RM is return missionary. So that's yeah. like a little, yeah, you always yeah. want to like marry an RM. You oh, want to marry an yes. RM. Oh, yeah. Did you guys, did you guys ever do one of those young women activities where you like write a list of attributes for your future husband and things like that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I actually had a secret blog where I would write <gasps> letters to my future husband. <gasps> yes. Oh my yes. God, I love this. I love this. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I would write letters to my future husband and I was always super just like ridiculously churchy. Like I can't <laughs> wait to be able to like be worthy enough of a righteous young man like you. And I can't wait to like raise children in the covenant. And it was, it was bad. But at one point I remember writing, like it was a list of attributes and I had over 60 things that I wanted my future husband to have. (laughs) And one of them, I like all caps bolded and underlined full time returned missionary. And isn't it like that, like that makes you a good person or not? Like, right. It's how, like, but I swear that's what all of us did and probably a ton yeah. of listeners did. Like, and that those were the things that were the higher up on the list. Like, mm-hmm. so it didn't matter if he was, like, kind or dedicated or driven exactly. or loyal. It was that he was a return missionary, that he had a temple recommend, like, blah, blah, yes. blah. Yes. Oh, gross. Yeah. No, it was, it, it's, it's so embarrassing to look back. I'll have to send you guys some, some of those posts because they're so bad. Oh my God, please but, do. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a big, 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 big deal to me. And I remember at some point talking with one of my friends and I was like, well, if they weren't even able to go on a mission, like, 
what else is wrong with them, you know? Oh, my God. There's obviously got to be something wrong with them. If That is such true. Yeah, that's, like, such a stigma that if a guy doesn't go on a mission that there's something wrong with him or he's a sinner or he's, like, really of marriage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I never even questioned that. So going forward a little bit, I meet my husband. um, At college? Yeah, so he actually tripped over me during a choir concert, and (laughs) it was like, oh, shit, she's way cute. (laughs) So, like, the next night of the concert, he sat by me and struck up a conversation, and then we just got to be really, really good friends. It's really cute, yeah. (laughs) He literally fell for you. Exactly, I know, it's so cute. (laughs) Oh. But yeah, so we so we started hanging out in October, and he, I found out, you know, I, some somewhere along the line, I found out that he was Mormon, um, and he had just turned twenty, but he hadn't served a mission, and so I was like, <gasps> oh, well, that's okay. I can get him on a mission. I'm gonna be his friend, and I'm gonna send him on my mission. It's my personal mission to send and you're like oh it's like in my patriarchal blessing this is making so much sense yeah exactly so I'm like all right like I'm gonna convert him even more to the church it's gonna be great because at this point I also was not interested in him he was just a friend oh like I'll just be a really good friend and I'll just send him on his mission psych (laughs) (laughs) so in January we started dating um so that's again we met end of October and then beginning of January we've started dating so we've known each other for about three-ish months at this point and then two weeks after starting dating I remember driving around with him and I turned to him and I was like I just want you to know I'm probably gonna marry you (gasps) and he was like Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So girl, that is ballsy. I could never do that. Even if the spirit was literally tapping on my head, I would have been like, nope, not doing it, not doing it. That is so ballsy. (laughs) I felt a lot safer because he had like confessed that he liked me way beforehand, and I was like, I'm you know, I'm 19. It's cool. I'm definitely old enough to make this decision. So, uh, <laughs> well, and it's been hammered into you since you were like 12 that you're exactly. like, need to get yeah. married really quickly. And you're in this culture that's like, oh, it's totally normal to date for two weeks and like get married. Like, yeah. 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 So I told him, I was like, we're probably going to get married. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, but <laughs> I don't want to get married right away. I want to wait a year. I want to date for a year to make sure this is, like, the right thing for us. Wow. That's crazy for a Mormon, for a Molly Mormon girl to say. Yeah. I know. It was crazy. However, we only ended up dating for five weeks before we got engaged. (laughs) And I wish I could say that we were just, like, so in love and, like, so ready to do it. But honestly, a lot of it was our parents. Our parents were very concerned about us dating because they wanted us to be chased and they wanted us oh to be able to make God. it to the temple. Oh my God. So they, like, his, his mom actually told him to propose. <gasps> after so, five weeks of dating. After five weeks of, yeah, after five weeks of dating. Well, probably like, sooner than that, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So because the they're so, they're so worried. After, yeah, oh it God. was crazy. And I was like, what if, what if I was a murderer? And you just, like, pushed your son into marrying me. Like, 
obviously I'm not, but what if I was? Oh my God. Also, can I just sidebar? I'm stalking you on Instagram right now because I want to, I'm a visual person and I need to see pictures of you and your hubby. And they're adorable, you guys. Oh my God. The wedding Aww. picture, you look stunning. It's Thank so you. gorgeous. They are, they are really, really <laughs> together. Yeah. I won't. Thank I you. Won't. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm you can continue. Okay. No, you're totally I had good. To, I have such a, like, I need to know in my mind. But yeah, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, I totally, I'm, <laughs> I'm a stalker too. I get you. Um, <laughs> probably something you should have been aware of before he married me, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but. It don't matter. His parents are like, it doesn't matter. As long as you were married before you have sex, it literally doesn't matter how bad of a person she is. Just get married first. Seriously. (laughs) It's awful. So five weeks after we start dating, he proposed on a paddle boat. (laughs) Oh, sweet. really cute. Um, Oh, man. That story. That was a crazy one. But yeah, basically he was like, so my mom thinks we need to get engaged like right now. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, what are you think? Thanks. (laughs) And then he proposed and I was like, sure. And then I realized he was actually proposing. And then I was like, oh shit, yes. Yes, I'll marry you. Like, not just sure, I will. I promise. I'll I'll marry you. So then um, we're engaged and at this point we would go to the temple every single week to do baptisms for the dead because I was like if we're going to the temple consistently it'll help keep us pure oh my god God. we're not gonna want to do anything we will be pure we'll stay righteous we'll be able to make it to the temple if we're consistently going because I'm not gonna want to give this up you know Uh uh-huh so two weeks before we got married we were finally able to how oh yeah how long was your, like, did you wait the whole year? Was the engagement a year? No, nope, we were engaged for 90 <laughs> days. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Haley, you were giving me Molly Mormon realness right now. <laughs> so true. It still freaks me out when I think about it. But, yeah, so from the time we met to the time we got married was, like, exactly seven months. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And again, like I spent two months of that not being interested in him. Oh yeah, and that's right. Within two weeks, I was like, oh yeah, I'll marry him. It's cool, <gasps> it's fine. And then we got <laughs> Did you get married my in the blown. My mind is blown too. Oh, okay. So sorry, back to what you were saying. No, you're good. <clears throat> so um two weeks before we got married, we were we got to do our endowments because again, he hadn't gone on a mission, so he hadn't been endowed either. Mm-hmm. So we got to go and do that together. Um, Question: Was yes. your family like weird about the fact that he hadn't got on a mission? Initially, yeah, they were like, "You need to be really careful because he hasn't gone on a mission." And I was like, "Well, he's still a great guy. Like, I definitely still love him." And then they met him a couple different times, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, he seems like a good person." Like, at one point, my my family was like, "You know." Just because they go on a mission doesn't mean they're automatically a good person. And just because they didn't go on a mission doesn't mean they're a bad person. So, you know, we, we oh, love good, him good. and we're excited for this and we approve. Good. So that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> they um, approved within the five months of you knowing him. Right? <laughs> Again, we could be an absolutely terrible person, but as long as we're not fucking each other, <laughs> that's what matters. Just, 
yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So another oh, another thing about the endowment. I had wanted to get endowed before I got married, like far enough ahead that the endowment was a whole separate thing, you know? Like right. it was really because I I didn't want to use the endowment as just like a stepping stone to get married. I wanted to be able to fully appreciate the endowment and like be able to really take it all in and just have it be a completely separate ordinance right separate from like the ceiling yeah yeah Yeah, because I know so many people they'll get their endowments like the day before they get married and that's right that's a lot to process especially like having been through the temple now like it's a lot so right after we got engaged we went to um the bishop and we were like hey we want to get our endowments right now so that we can like get used to the temple and like have a grip on it before we go through and get sealed. We can be wearing our garments looking exactly. all sexy. Exactly. Oh, That's just another Mama. reason to like keep our hands off each other because garments are awful. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Full offense. They're the worst. <laughs> the but, worst, honestly. I'm still like traumatized by them. Yeah. Seriously. It's awful. Yeah. (laughs) So we went to the bishop and we were like, hey, we really want to get endowed right now so that we like can keep going to the temple together and we can do more than just baptisms. And the bishop was like, "Mm, no. I'm like, just no. Yeah. He was like, no, I don't want you guys to do that just yet. You can go two weeks before you're married. Oh. And we were like, wait, what? Why? (laughs) What? And he, his, so his reasoning for not letting us go through through the temple was he was worried that we might break up before we got married. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember sitting in that room and I was like, okay, if I break up with him, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to want the temple even more. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, well, I guess because single women technically, exactly. like, until they reach a certain age, aren't supposed to, like, go through the temple unless they beg their bishop like Sarah did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, I, yeah, yeah. here I was, 19 years old, like, about to get married anyway. So, they were probably like, there's no point in her trying to strengthen her relationship with God. Whatever. That's fine. Um, gross. Ugh. I'm definitely not bitter about that. But, yeah, so he wouldn't let us get go get our endowment so we had to wait until two weeks before our wedding um and then that was super confusing (laughs) but yeah that was awful and then oh wait wait. what was your name what's your temple name sarah (gasps) yeah oh my god oh my god like touched my heart right now (laughs) I I'm talking to two Sarahs so right strong. now. <laughs> the spirit of Emma Smith has descended upon me, oh and we are all sisters, it's and so all of our true. temple names—like yes. I have a burning in my bosom right now—that this is true. <laughs> that this connection that we just made is of <laughs> celestial Jesus right now. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Wow. So That's when you so when you got your temple name, were you kind of like? disappointed that it wasn't something like Bathsheba or like something super like crazy biblical oh yeah okay so for me because I got mine taken out in Madrid it was in Spanish and it took me such a long time to realize what the name was in English (laughs) oh really they said it in Spanish it was like Tabitha and I was like 
oh, what a cool exotic name, Tabitha. <laughs> and then I get home and I was like, oh, it's Tabitha. Oh, that's not <laughs> cool at all. Like, that's so lame. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, no, I oh. remember like sitting there and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like this. Uh, it's Sarah. Okay. But well, also, that's... what you saying about my name, Haley? <laughs> <laughs> I think my name is amazing. It's so <laughs> unique. <laughs> See, but it's it's also not something like ridiculous like Shablivion, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a name that people can actually be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes it that's a good name. It's not like a crazy Bible name that you only get in heaven. <laughs> if I were to get that as like if I went to the temple on the day that Sarah was passed out, I think I would have been so sad. Like I would have left that day. I'd right. be like, really? Sarah, that's the name. <laughs> You guys, I'm yeah. sure that's happened to someone somewhere. I bet that oh, happened to a sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Or maybe. Hmm. Well, but I'm sure, like, if you were super Molly Mormon, like, when you go through the temple, you're probably like, oh my god, that means like my parents somehow knew, like. Yes. So <laughs> I probably would have been like, oh my god, like the church is true because I don't need another name. It's this name. Yeah. My parents were inspired to name me this. Inspired. This name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Woof>. <laughs> yeah. So Woof. that's cool. So yeah, we went through and got our endowments. Super weird. I could not have been less attracted to my husband when he was wearing his tumble clothes. <laughs> oh my god. He looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy. He looked so I, bad. I always say that. I'm just like, why do they make them the guys? Look, okay, so the women look bad always. They do. They but really do. Men look like. Pillsbury Doughboy or so like a sailor, like a really budget costume for a sailor. Like, it's, oh, yes, it's so bad. And I, yeah, I remember looking over at him and being like, oh, I love you so much. This is such a bummer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Definitely don't get wet sitting in the, you know, down. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Right. Maybe that's another reason why they wear them. So it's not like super exciting wedding day. I don't know. Yeah, no arousal. <laughs> 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 oh, so bad. But yeah. So then let's see, the day of our wedding. I remember so before yeah. before your wedding, um, mm-hmm. did you have any like preparation for for what was gonna happen? And especially did anyone ever like talk to you about like the wedding night? Sexual penetration. Did they talk to you about that? So I, um, nobody really prepared me for like the actual wedding ceremony. They just said that it was really, really short. And at the Uh, end, all you had to say was yes. Oh, okay. okay. I can can handle saying yes. Uh Um, And then as far as sex goes, I, I mean, I asked my mom a little bit about it and she was like, well, you know, just take your time. Like, Men are like microwaves and women are like trains. It takes them a long time to get going. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but okay. That's my new favorite saying. Oh my God, I've never heard of that. Really? Wow. Although I'm definitely a microwave. No offense to your mom, but like, I'm not a train. Definitely. Yeah. So that was, that was like super great. I was like, I have no idea what that means. 
Yeah, because uh, I feel like as Mormons, like a lot of, I mean, I'm sure there's like progressive Mormon families that will talk mm-hmm. about sex a bit, but like, especially in my case and like most people I know, most people just go into it blind, like n- oh, no yeah. idea what's what they want, what's going to happen, if it's going to hurt, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. No, and I like, at least, at least I knew enough to get lube. Um, okay, good. So I'm really <laughs> grateful for that because that would have been awful. But yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much all I got as far as preparation goes. And again, I had like no idea what to expect for the actual ceiling. Um, my grandpa actually did the ceiling. See how I family roots run deep. So my grandpa. Oh my god. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so I've heard that like in temple like ceremony, like temple ceilings, is that a lot of times. People don't choose who, like, uh, marries them. Is that yeah. true? But yeah. you can't choose if you know someone who does it. So you have to be directly related to them. Oh. So oh. my grandpa was able to do that because he's my grandpa. But he Damn, you're VIP. Get, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell yeah. But he had to get approval from the first presidency in order to <gasps> do that. So I actually, I'm pretty sure I have the letter from the first presidency somewhere in my closet. Um, oh my god you really are like you're like freaking mormon royalty (laughs) (laughs) dang yeah so he was able to do that and it was really cool um so then let's go to the morning of my wedding okay Um, so i got there to the temple a little bit late which was great (laughs) i was really worried my husband's family would be like oh great you married the runaway bride that's cool (laughs) Um, but it was only by a few minutes. So we went into a waiting room, um, until the matron called me back to start getting ready. And I put on my temple dress and got all done up in the bride's room, which (sighs) they always talk about the bride's room as being like this absolutely beautiful, blissful, perfect room where you can get ready with your mom and it's super exciting and it was pretty but there were also like five other girls in there and so we're all like awkwardly shimmying into our temple dresses and like flashing our garments at each other oh my god so they were all other brides like yeah all just kind of like getting ready to walk out in succession like a dressing room with a chandelier like it was that is crazy yeah so I was like okay this is not as magical as I thought it would be but okay I'm still mm-hmm. this is still good. Um, so well, I, 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 when I went through my endowment, so like the uh-huh. the very first time they had me go into the bride's room. I'm not sure why. Like they were just oh. like, oh, you can get changed in here, and I was like, oh my god, it's a sign that I'm gonna get married soon. <laughs> and it was also because like the temple workers at this uh, temple in Madrid, they were the parents of the guy who I was kind of seeing at that point and he was inactive. So I was like, it's a sign that I'm going to bring him back to church (laughs) and then we're going to get married in this temple because I'm talking to his parents and it's all in Spanish and I'm like fucking fluent in it right now because the spirit is talking to me and like and then the temple worker came in and was like, um, we're going to need you to move because an actual bride is coming in. Like, oh, oh okay. I'm so sad. Oh, my God. Anyways, the continue. 
yeah. So get in my temple dress, which was super ugly. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it was not cute. Aren't they just, like, plain, like, really plain temple dresses? Because they don't want them to yeah. be, like, ornate or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my, it's like a moo -moo. my wedding yeah. dress was also not actually white. It was, like, an oyster color. Oh, okay. So I couldn't get married in that even if I wanted to because it wasn't white. Oh. The temples are so freaking weird, you guys. Like right? every single thing you say, I'm just like cult, cult, cult. I know, <laughs> and I didn't even question it. I was like, of course I need to be married in white. Of course, like, duh. God cares if it would be God, Yeah, if it's like an off-white color, God will be way mad. <laughs> right? He will be so mad. So didn't get to wear my pretty dress. Um. But yeah, then we walked in and they let my husband or my fiance at this point sit in the celestial room until everyone was ready to get us sealed. Uh -huh. So we sat on the couch just holding hands and there was a giant mirror like right in front of us. So we got to see how ridiculously we looked, which was <laughs> great. <laughs> Treasure that memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was there was another couple right across from us about to get married as well and so we just kind of like would squeeze our hands and then like look across at the other couple and we both like nervously giggle and oh. just wait in complete silence oh yeah and you're all so young just I, like... you're such babies oh. <laughs> I guarantee if I got married that young and I was in that situation I'd have the worst inside farts ever because I'd be so nervous and anxious and like <laughs> same I mean, yeah, yeah no doubt know, about it. It was, it was rough. So we waited there for probably 15-ish minutes, and then um, door opened, and we were finally called in to go into the ceiling room. So we got in, and we got to sit at these, they, they're basically like thrones <laughs> in front of everybody, um, uh -huh. because you know, we were going to talk a little bit about marriage for a little bit. And so my grandpa, you know, said a few words and talked a little bit about it. And so I'm just crying the whole time. So I'm like getting married. And also it's really overwhelming and kind of scary that I'm in here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just crying and crying and crying. Um, and then finally he was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And so we got up and we knelt across the altar and um we had I think like so for <laughs> listeners if you're not Mormon that's a thing like they don't stand there and like hold each other's hands or look at each other like you see on tv and movies like in yeah. Mormonism they kneel over yeah. this like altar which yep. like that's kind of like it's not cult, like creepy cult. but yeah it's just like red <laughs> flashing lights <cult. laughs> yeah no, so we were, we were kneeling across the altar. And again, like I mentioned, I'm really short. So it was kind of awkward because I was so short. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. So that's fun. So I was like barely able to reach over the freaking altar. And then, <laughs> so we're holding, I'm holding hands with a Pillsbury Doughboy. And, um, Hi. <laughs> He's so cute. I love him so much, but this was not a good look for him. Um, <laughs> and then, so 
you know, we got situated and then my grandpa was like, all right, are you guys ready? And we're like, yeah. So he started saying the um, ceremonial prayer. And um, I remember my heart just pounding. So and I was like, you could like see it through my shirt. You could like, oh, I, yeah. could hear it. I was pretty sure everyone could hear it. And I was like, I think I'm panicking. Like, I think this is oh. scary. But then at the same time, I was like, well, no, 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 no. Calm down. Like, this is just extra holy. So you're extra feeling the spirit. Oh, my. So obviously it's the spirit. And then the little voice <laughs> in my head, like, but you're like getting married for real. Like, you don't really know this guy. Like, this is about to be forever. You can't back out after this unless you want it to be really hard. And so I honestly don't remember like the actual prayer being said yeah uh-huh. which is why I found a transcript online <laughs> but <laughs> I I just for the whole like two minutes I was panicking and telling myself it was the spirit which mm-hmm. I don't think you should feel on your wedding day I don't think you should feel panicked <laughs> no. no yeah but no that and that makes so much sense that you would justify it like oh yeah it's just the spirit making me feel extra amped up or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's probably, like, I can probably feel my ancestors around me. Like, they're all oh, here. Wow. That's also why I'm feeling this. Like, my kids are all here. Like, don't mess this up. Like, it was intense. I have wow. never, like, I've had a, a few panic attacks in my day, but I've never felt anything like this. It was insane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But somehow I was able to stumble my way through and say yes. And then we were married and in the temple do you like after they does he just say like you're married and then do you just like stand up or do you like kiss each other or anything so after that we did a couple things to like make sure that we were married legally like by the state so we still had to sign the certificate and everything oh, you know, had a little ring exchange okay. um, and then directly after like both of us had said yes and he was like all right y'all are married we, he let us kiss over the altar. Oh, okay. And then um, we signed everything, and then he, like, stood us in front of one of the mirrors that, like, reflect forever and ever and ever. Oh, the <laughs> eternity mirrors. Yep. And so they talked a little bit about how this was, like, you and your future generations going on into the eternities. And I was like, this would be so cool if I could see my whole body, but I could only see, like, my shoulders up to my head. <laughs> 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 so I was like, that's cool, I think. I I hope I hope it's cool. Can't see, but whatever. <laughs> Take um, your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the eternities are there somewhere. But <laughs> then after that we like lined up and everybody hugged us as they were filing out. And then um my mom led me to the bride's room and his dad led him to the locker room. I don't think that grooms get a special room. Um, because they have the priesthood, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and they get a hat. They get a cool little. They get a their cool hat. hat. Like a they have yeah, a hat and the priest and the priesthood. What else can you want? <laughs> exactly. You don't need a room. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got changed, and um, I like jumped into my wedding dress because I I didn't want to like keep everyone waiting, so didn't really get to take my time and enjoy it because I was too busy panicking. Um, but put on my dress, got my lipstick all done, um, fixed my hair after wearing my veil, mm-hmm. um, 
and then they let us back out and then everybody filed outside to wait for us to make our big debut Mm -hmm. like we spent a couple minutes inside the temple just like being like holy shit we're married oh (laughs) man that happened (laughs) and then we walked directly out and got pictures taken and then um we were able to drive in our own car away to get changed for the luncheon um and that was cool one thing that I I wish we had been able to do is I wish like directly after getting married we could have had like a couple minutes alone to just process yeah like whoa we're married rather than like being shuffled off to our dressing rooms to change right yeah oh my god I would have had a full-on panic attack like I think I just sort of like yeah I I can't imagine at all Hearing this makes me feel like anxious. I just feel yeah. like it's all so rushed and yeah. Yeah, no, and it it like I again when I was back like very in the church, it made sense. Like, it doesn't need to take a long time. Like it's eternity. This way we can like get on with the rest of our lives. But it would have been nice to be able to appreciate it and to have been able to like write our own vows. Yeah. That would have been exactly. way cool. Yeah. But we just, we didn't get that. We didn't get that time. Nobody, like, gave us the time. And another reason why I think that is is because we got married on a Saturday. So, there, it was busy. Oh, yeah. So, they, like, needed ah. to push out to, like, marry more people. <laughs> get them in, get them out. Get them in, get them yeah. out. <laughs> what temple yeah. were you married in? Mesa. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so you were only in your in your real actual wedding dress for like the pictures and then you guys went and changed for the luncheon yeah so you were only in it for a little bit exactly and then we were in it again for a few hours for the reception but yeah I was like that's cool this is a beautiful dress and I only get to wear it for just a little bit yeah that's crazy but yeah so we drove away from the temple and my brand new husband touched my thigh for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Were you just like bursting at the seams, like just ready to do it, or were you like? Scared? I was so fucking scared. Yeah, I bet. Oh, man, I was so scared, and I remember it like so. After he touched my thigh, he like he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry," and I was like, "Wait, we're married. We're married. You touch like, my thigh. Yeah, we okay." Yeah, just after, like, that little ceremony, now you can do whatever, like, now you can touch each other and have sex, whereas, like, just that morning, you were forbidden from even, like, touching each other's thighs. That's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a really big learning curve. <laughs> I bet. But yeah, so. Um, did you, um, did, did yeah. you change out of, did you change out of your dress in front of him? well okay so what we did is we (laughs) went outside the temple took our pictures and then we went back in and I took my dress off oh and then put on just like a skirt and shirt Uh and then we drove over and then for the luncheon I was like you know what I don't want to wear a dress right now I just want to wear some leggings so (laughs) get it girl (laughs) yeah so we we went into my parents basement and he he saw my boobs for the first time. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I bet you freaking them. out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, we can't do anything because we have to be on time for the luncheon. But I'll let you look at me. 
and so he got to see me naked and then I changed into like a baggy t-shirt and leggings for my wedding luncheon. (laughs) (laughs) Were you so scared to like expose yourself or was it like exciting? It was, it was a little bit of both because mostly I was like, he can actually look at me. And then on the other hand, I was like, okay, but like, he's looking at me. Right. And like your whole life, you've been told that that's wrong. And also it's like, I think just as a woman or I guess people in general, you're kind of just like nervous about being naked in front of people if you never yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about like that is I, so I was a, I was a theater major, so I was very used to like quick changes and stuff. So I had no qualms about people seeing me naked, uh-huh. but for some reason when it was my husband, it was like, this is a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can imagine. I mean, even I mean, at that age as well, I feel like your your vulnerability oh, yeah. is is even higher. Yeah. Like your self esteem, like you're still trying to figure out who you are. Like because you're still a teenager. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I couldn't even imagine. I mean, the first time I was naked in front of a guy, I was 29. Even then, I was like, Oh my God, he's gonna see <laughs> my hoo ha. No one's seen my hoo ha. Right. Before. Only girls, not a guy. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Serious. I know. And like here I am. Like I feel like I just started my period like last week and now I'm naked in front of a man like yeah it was a lot it was a lot and I like I don't think that it would have been as scary if it had happened organically like while we were dating right you know because then it was allowed to be like more like heat of the moment not like well we're married so I guess you can look at my boobs now (laughs) I'm changing titties (laughs) yeah exactly you're welcome get a quick motorboat if you want but no boner because we have shit to do today (laughs) exactly yeah and that was another thing is like we weren't allowed to mess around because we had to go to lunch oh (laughs) he's just seen your boobs for the first time he's probably just like dying like oh please can we just be late to the luncheon (laughs) yeah please yeah so we so we went to the luncheon and then after the luncheon we were like well what the hell do we do now like so we went back and hung out at my parents house for a couple hours what and then yeah because we didn't know like his parents were getting us a hotel room so we're like well, I don't know when we're supposed to check in or not so I guess we'll just hang out with your parents that's fine so we hung out there for a couple hours and then his parents were finally like we got you a hotel you guys can leave we're like oh really okay so we just like so we left and had a couple hours before our reception and so we went to the hotel room and I got to see him naked for the first time oh my god (laughs) I was so freaked out I couldn't even look at his dick (laughs) I was like yep you're naked and at one point he was like can you just look at me please because he was like super self-conscious too and I was like okay yeah I'm just like oh look it, lo- it looks good and he's like yeah I was like yeah it looks great it looks good. it's a good one you got a good job because <laughs> again like there was no protocol for this it was just like we're married so I guess we have to you know it wasn't a passionate moment it was just super awkward and like you've probably when you were dating like you know been wanting to like do this or you know be intimate but you can't and then all of a sudden you're like okay now's the time and it's like everyone knows that you're at your hotel doing it or supposed to be doing it like yeah Yeah. so unsexy but yeah I I 
again, I just, I wish that we could have just done it while we were dating because it would have been fun. But, <laughs> oh, it was so awkward. And I, like, again, I couldn't believe I was scared to look at my husband's penis, but I was like, this has literally <laughs> never been allowed before. Well, yeah. <laughs> Breaking barriers all over the place. Yeah. And it's just hard like, to know. I, I can imagine, like, it was hard to know, like, for the two of you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, how to initiate, who yeah. does what, you know what I mean? Like, I... Exactly. Ugh. Yeah, nobody, nobody had talked to us about it, and since it was more of a, like, well, we kind of have to because we're married rather than a spontaneous natural thing, like, it could not have been more awkward. Like, you've seen awkward sex scenes on, like, movies and stuff. It was so bad. Oh, it was so bad because I was like, I don't know where to put my legs. I don't know, like, I like, do I have a vagina? I don't know. Like, I've never really explored down there. I'm not exactly. sure. I've never been allowed to, so that was super uncomfortable. But eventually, we figured it out, <laughs> and then we spent the rest of the time napping. We were, it was like two minutes of like awkward humping and then we napped for two hours before the reception. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. (laughs) But that sounds like the perfect, I mean, I would want more than two minutes, but like the napping part, I love, man. Oh, the napping part was amazing. Especially because you have to deal with all the people and you're so busy all day. I'd be exhausted. Yeah, it was it was emotionally exhausting, and then like my dress was heavy as fuck, so that was exhausting. Yeah, so the nap was great, and then afterwards, like on our way to the reception, we got Chick Fil A. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Um, so yeah. when was this that you that you got married? So this was 2015. So we just celebrated okay. four years back in May. Oh, congratulations! Okay. Yeah, thanks. yeah and then oh yeah continue mm -hmm. no you go ahead I was just gonna say like after you guys got married um like how long after that until you started like questioning the church so in 2017 we were um still in our first apartment together and my husband had a job a calling not a job um teaching like the eight-year-olds on Sunday and uh-huh. this was like his job was awful and he was like struggling with depression and eventually he was like listen I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. so he was released from his calling um after three months of begging the bishop mm. um wow. he was finally released and was like listen I just need to take a break I just need to be able to focus on me and my mental health, like, I'm just going to stay home for the next little while. And it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll be the righteous rock. And at this point, this is when I also remembered my patriarchal blessing. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what it was saying? Like, <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. shit. So I was like, oh, no, he's going to leave the church. And it's going to be just me. And it's going to be terrible. And, you know, but again, like, I wanted to be a supportive spouse, which is absolutely the right thing to do. And I was like, yeah, do what you got to do. Like, absolutely take care of your mental health. Like, I want you around. So do whatever you need to do to stay here. <laughs> that's, that's amazing of you. I feel like a lot of people would have maybe tried to force their significant other into just attending anyway. Oh, yeah. for sure. So. If, if that would have been me in my personality, 100% back in the day, as a, 
I was never a Molly Mormon, but as an active Mormon, I would have been like, you need to go. And I would have played the guilt game, I think, because I did yeah. that a lot. Like the guilt card of like, it means a lot to me that you go to church and if right. you don't, yes. it really hurts me and like blah, 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 blah. So I could totally see myself if I were in that situation being so unsupportive and just awful. Like, Oh, me too. When I was Mormon, well, and I, I, it, it yeah. wouldn't even be your fault because it's just so drilled into your head that you have to do that. Yeah. And it's also kind of about like keeping up appearances, I think, for a lot of yes. Mormons. Like if their family or their spouse doesn't go to church, they like almost are second class citizens kind of. Yep. And so they yes. just want to look like they're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I was I was the ward chorister at this time. So I had like a very public calling. So I couldn't just like stay with him. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So until, until our lease was up in that first apartment, he stayed home and I still kept going to church. Um, and then we moved to our second apartment at the end of 2017. And he was like, listen, I think that you and I need to just be able to reconnect and just spend time like with each other and not worrying about church stuff. And so I was like, okay, you know, fully intending that we would come back stronger than ever, obviously. Um, but while we were taking our break, I started doing research and I read the CES letter. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I read the CES letter and I was like, Oh shit, we're not going back. Nope. We're done. (laughs) Wow. this, This is some freaky shit. I didn't know half of the things about my cousin, Joseph Smith. Um, <laughs> J-Dog. That's your cuz. <laughs> but I was like, I, I, this is, this is awful. I'm not doing this. And like, there were definitely some like more dramatic faith crises in between, like taking a break and reading the CES letter. But that was the tipping point for me, where I was like, all right, it's, it's not true. I can't go back. This, I would be lying to myself if I kept being active and then that was like mid 2018 when I finally read it and then I've just been doing research since then and I'm like super committed to not being in it anymore and got my records removed a few weeks ago so yeah congratulations I know I'm so happy the day after I came out on Facebook that I had left the church I got my confirmation that my records were removed that's amazing You know what? I'm so impressed. Like Katie and I were just talking about this, that, I mean, we have this podcast that we talk about being ex-Mormon and stuff, but neither of us have posted on our social, our personal accounts, like not our (laughs) Facebook anyways, that we've left openly. Like, I don't think maybe Katie, you have, but I definitely have not done anything because I'm just so scared still. And so I find it really, it's inspiring to hear that you not only got your records removed, but you posted about it publicly on Facebook as you should be able to do. It's not something that you should feel ashamed or scared or, you know, be concerned about what people think. It's not about that. And I'm, yeah, so kudos to you that you've done that. That's really brave and inspiring. No, I want to say that, too, because I think it's incredibly brave, especially because you just very recently left, like, yeah, um, because both Sarah and I have had some time to process this. And, yeah, we've both have had our records removed and we have the podcast. But like Sarah said, like, we haven't really posted anything like that. And I um, 
I read, you guys, she posted on Instagram, too, and I read her, she had, like, this long caption under this beautiful picture of her with her beautiful curly hair, (laughs) and um, just explaining, like, that she had left the church, and it was wonderfully well-written, and the people that were commenting on it, like, most of them were awesome, but some of the people were making me (laughs) so freaking mad, Haley. Like, I was on there, like, wanting to start a fight because (laughs) there were some people that were like, well, like, what about the doctrines? Don't you believe? Like, is it just, it's probably just the culture. And then people were like, as long as you still believe in Jesus and Christ and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to be like, leave her the fuck alone. (laughs) Like, she doesn't have to believe in anything if she doesn't want to. Like, but yeah, it was so brave of you to, like, come out and say all that. And it was truly, like, inspiring and made made me want to maybe do something like that if I get the courage. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I'm I'm reading the comments. I'm such a stalker. Like, I (laughs) just need to. But that's amazing. Like, uh, yeah. No, Facebook, Facebook was more of this, like, there were mostly really amazing, beautiful, supportive comments, but there was, there was a couple where they were like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you believe? Like, where, you know, where do you go for comfort? And I was like, myself. Exactly. (laughs) I comfort myself. Have you ever heard of, like, meditation or journaling (laughs) or, like, healthy mental health practices? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of people that are like, well, what do you believe in? And and to me, that makes me feel like so annoyed. I'm just like, well, I believe in, yeah, myself and humanity and the goodness yeah. of people. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, well, and your business. Like, <laughs> yeah, none of your business, first off. But second off, like, I don't know. I have found personally that, like, not necessarily knowing what's going to happen is exciting to me. You know, I don't know quote, you know, quote, unquote, no anymore that like, I'm definitely going to heaven. But like, my Nana is definitely not, you know, like, yeah, I'm able to be open to like, I have no idea what happens when I die. So I'm gonna live my life, you know, I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna like, fearlessly and recklessly love other people. Like, it doesn't no. matter what happens next because I want to be able to enjoy my life now. And that's not what I was doing when I was a member. I totally agree with you. And I think that's such a more honest way to live and yeah. a more fulfilling way to live. Because like you said, we honestly don't even know anything about after we die. Like no one can know that. So why not make no. the most of right now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but how how was it with your family? Because coming from such a Mormon, you know, generational family, like, were they upset? Like, how did they handle it? So, oh, yeah, I don't I don't mind talking about that at all. Um, My so my parents were they they have actually been way 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 better than I thought they would be um especially because of how devout we are I do remember like when we first started having conversations about me struggling with the church it was really awkward mostly because I didn't come to them with that information they asked me and they're like hey so what are you doing in church like what's your stance on things and I was like ah shit no (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to lie so I told and it was super uncomfortable but like since that initial conversation, we've gotten to be more and more and more open about it. And like a couple weeks ago, my dad even like brought up me 
resigning from the church, but it was literally just like, so what did you like, how did you resign? And I was like, Oh, I used quit Mormon hashtag sponsored. It's not, but, (laughs) (laughs) but quit Mormon was great and super easy. Um, and so I just told him my experience and he was like, okay, cool. And he left it at that, but wow. They've been so wonderful. I can't say the same thing necessarily about like my extended family because we love gossiping. (laughs) So, you know, I've, I know that me and my sisters who have also left have also come up in conversation a few times, but overall, they've been really understanding and really kind and they've given me space to figure my shit out which is awesome oh well that's good I'm glad to hear you've had I mean I can't say it's probably not been like positive in the sense that you know you could talk to them about everything but yeah. the fact that they <laughs> haven't disowned you or done anything like that I think exactly. is is really nice because I mean I my family also I mean they're okay. Like uh, my mom is the only one who's active and I have one brother mm-hmm. and sometimes they can be annoying with it, but yeah. never like, they've never been like, you have to come back and like, or disowning me or anything like that. So I think it's, yeah. it's kind of refreshing because you do hear these stories, especially people who grow up in a family that's yeah. very, very much involved in the Mormon church and their family's just basically losing their shit over it. Mm-hmm. Like they can't have a relationship afterwards because to them, if they're not Mormon, they're basically dead, you know? Like yeah. so sad. So yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, my, my dad actually, he wrote like kind of a response blog post, like after I came out and was like, this is what it's like on the parent side. And like he okayed it with me before he posted it and everything, but that was kind of eye-opening because it was interesting to see it from his point of view. Like at one point he was like, it kind of feels like a death, but without the reassurance that I'll see them again, you know, cause uh, I'm going to go to outer darkness and like, <laughs> it was, it was kind of Rob. I really, I appreciated that he was able to be honest because this like it hurts on both sides. Yeah. So I'm glad that he was able to be honest. And I think that's also helped our relationship and being able to acknowledge like this hurts like hell and be like, likewise, mine hurts like hell in a different way, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I feel like people it's, it's to me so frustrating when people are like, you took the easy way out and this is so easy. And it's like, leaving the church was the hardest thing I've ever done and it is still such a process like it's not just something you leave and then you just dust your hands off and you're done like it's still like every other day I'll catch myself maybe not every other day but it's often enough that I'm struggling with something like Mm -hmm. I mean even the other day like kind of I almost had a bit of a panic attack and maybe it was because I was already so sensitive with what I was going through, but it just kind of hit me like, oh my God, I'm, I'm with someone who's not a Mormon. I, I, I didn't get married in the temple. Like I, yeah. I like, and I, it was like these thoughts that I couldn't control. And it made me mm-hmm. like that, that feeling of like guilt in your, the pit of your stomach came yeah. and I didn't know where it came. And it just like, it took me a few minutes to push it aside and be like, stop. Like, these are old thoughts. This is your brainwashing. Like, this isn't yes. true. Like, kick those thoughts out. Like, yeah, get rid of no, them. It's so, it's so hard. And there are some times where I'm like, what if I did the wrong thing? Like, what if I am going to hell? Like, 
oh my god, what have I done? And well, if you go to hell, you'll have us there. So yeah, well, I'll save y'all a seat. <laughs> you know, after dark, this party is gonna be lit, as we say. Yes. <laughs> that was actually the first episode that I listened to of your guys' podcast. Do it. <laughs> oh yes. my god. Hey, it's when did you start? When did you start listening to us? Um, so I started. I binge listened to you guys like conference weekend of this year. Wow. Yeah. So yes. I like. Binge listens to you guys, um, and then Tyler Glenn's album, Excommunication. Love it. And um, Rabbit Hole by Mindy Gledhill, and then Book of Mormon Musical, obviously. Oh, my Uh, God, I'm going to see that. I forgot to tell you guys. Finally. Oh, my God, you're going to love it. I'm so excited. So my boyfriend and I were going to London. That's where he's from. And he was like, oh, we should get the tickets. And I'm like, I've never loved you more. Yes, I want to get the tickets. (laughs) You're going to die laughing. It's like my favorite thing. Oh, I'm so excited. Haley, have you seen it? No, but they're coming here um, the weekend of, or like the August 6th through 11th. I was going to tell you. Yeah, they're coming here. You should go. because, And I might go again, honestly, because it was so good when I went last time. I know I need to go because I love that musical but yeah basically you guys were my general conference that weekend oh yay (laughs) this is why we do this this is why (laughs) yes yeah no shameless plug oh thank you it was the best weekend because it was also really traumatizing because that was when they had like reversed yes like the 2015 policy Mm -hmm. and that was so when I, um, Russell M. Nelson also gave that talk about, like, if you've left the church, you need to come back yes. right now because time is running out and your family yes, is going like, to you in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so, so awful. It really, it was the worst, but it got so much better, like, just being able to listen to post-Mormon mm-hmm. stuff and being like, okay, I'm not alone. It's fine. I'm not a disappointment. Like, oh, it helps so much. <laughs> oh good that makes me so happy <laughs> That's amazing and it's also great that we have this chance to hear your story because I'm sure so many of our listeners have gone through the exact same thing that you have have been married yeah. at the temple afterwards realize oh shit I don't want this this is not what I believe but what do I do now I'm married right. um and we have yeah. had these questions from listeners before like can you guys do an episode on you know, how it feels to be married to a Mormon and sometimes Mm -hmm. their partner hasn't left yet. And so it's a bit, so it's nice to have a different perspective that I'm sure resonates with a lot of our listeners that Katie and I can't provide (laughs) because we've never been married. So (laughs) if you could like give yourself, you know, like back then, like little baby Haley (laughs) getting married in the temple or like if there's someone listening who maybe is questioning but is like gonna get married in the temple or whatever Mm -hmm. like would you give any advice like to yourself back then um oh that's a good question (laughs) just leave the church get out of there yeah right like get the (laughs) hell out of there bitch um (laughs) I honestly, I would really have pushed her to just like, you know, one night when you were making it, like, just go with the moment and let sex happen naturally. Yeah. And then also, like, civil weddings are fine. And I remember one thing, one thing that I regret so incredibly much is 
my so my my nana on my mom's side is not a member mm-hmm. and she is also the grandparent that has been closest to me like my whole life like we literally lived together for years and I did not think twice about excluding her from the most important day of my life oh that's heartbreaking yeah oh. so I definitely like if there are members of your family who are not going to be able to be with you on your wedding day a civil marriage is every bit as valid as a temple marriage. And now you can get civilly married and then sealed like immediately after. So if you're still active and you're still wanting to get married in the temple, please do not exclude your family because yeah. that is, it's something that's like kept me up at night, especially because we have no idea like what's going to happen, you know, like, yeah, we don't know who's going to be there for the next wedding. Who's not like, it just, yeah. Families can be together forever. Cool. Whatever. But make sure your family that here's right now is also there. Like, I totally yeah. butchered that whole sentence, but hopefully it makes no, sense. No, I get it. <laughs> I feel like it should be, like, a super red flag for people. If someone that you love dearly can't attend your wedding, you probably shouldn't get married there. Like, but like you yeah. said, when you're in it, like, and you're so in it, you're, like, kind of brainwashed into thinking that, like, it's okay to sacrifice your mm-hmm. your dear loved grandma not being at your wedding because that's supposedly what God wants. I, exactly. Which makes sense. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I did not think twice about it, and that is terrible. Ah, it drives me crazy. But yeah, and then also like seriously, just have sex. Like <laughs> another thing that I was told sex. growing up was like, you know sexual chemistry is important but it's not the most important thing in a relationship but it is really important it's super important it's so important I cannot say that enough like my husband and I struggled for a really long time because we it wasn't an organic process for us you know so seriously just in the words of Nike just do it Amazing. But you know, I've heard that so many times from friends who have either left the church or like haven't and they're still questioning it or even friends who are still in the church who got married and it's always just like, I wish I would have known more about sex. I wish we just would have had sex before. Or yeah. I get told quite often, like, I wish I would have had sex with more than one person, like to, mm-hmm. to experiment mm-hmm. to see that like, okay, maybe I'm compatible this way, this way, or not, and just to have that experience in general, and so for me, it was like, oh, God, I'm so happy that, like, yeah, I had to go through a whole bunch of shit fuckboys, but, like, it was still, like, some of the experience, I'm like, oh, I'm glad to know that this is what I want, and I don't have regrets, you know? Exactly, yeah, no, seriously, I, and I, like, I can get sex being you know like it's an important thing like it's a really big thing to do and it's also your body like yeah you can make it as sacred and special as you want or it can be just fun 
Yeah. Exactly. Just open yourself up to the possibility that sex can be a lot of different things and it doesn't have to be for sacred procreation every time. Yes. I'm giving you all the snaps. Yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And that's why I just want to tell people too, like, I think going along with that, if you're in, if you're a Mormon and if you're still a Mormon, just leave because even if you try to have sex as a Mormon, you're like, you're going to feel so guilty about it. And if the bishop finds out, it's going to be this whole huge dumb thing when it's like just like Haley just said like it's not it's not something to feel bad about it's something yeah. that no nope. humans do yeah yep <sighs> well thank you so much for sharing your story we've gone a little bit long but <laughs> I loved every single minute of it <laughs> me too yeah. we're so happy you were on and we're happy it worked out scheduling and yes. yeah it was it was good. No, it was it's good. it's a dream come true since April. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad I got to do this with you guys. <laughs> I know we've been trying to get more people on, but it's just kind of hard, like scheduling. But we're glad yeah. we were able to get you on. Um, any yeah. does anyone have any closing thoughts, or does anyone want to say a closing prayer? <laughs> uh, um, I feel like our guests should give a closing prayer. That's how it works. <laughs> You were called upon, Haley, to give us a <laughs> called upon. <laughs> All right. Um, dear Heavenly Father. Oh, we're going, we're going real. <laughs> oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Please bless that we can all have endless orgasms. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes. In the name of thy son, even Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God, I've never felt the spirit stronger in my life. Than you put the even in there. You made it legit. I put the even in there. I I told you guys I was like hardcore. So you guys, the Holy Ghost is just speaking. To Wonderful. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all. We'll be back next week for all of your listening pleasure (laughs) yay and thanks again so much to Haley for coming on and for your story and yeah just in general thanks again to all our listeners and support and patrons and all oh and this week too I forgot to mention um thank you for people who rated us on iTunes that was really cool um it was really helpful and like we said before, it just helps people to find our podcast. So it's not about us being vain and wanting to be popular. It just helps that uh, like other people can find our podcast and get the support that they need. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>